0: Hey church, what an honor it is for me to come to you, the church family, and share today. I'm so grateful to Pastor and Miss Amy for entrusting me with these moments to impart the word. So let's get into it. I enjoy marriage because you get to see so many differences in each other and appreciate that you still have room for growth. Case in point, when it's time to get ready for the day, I, and, and maybe some men like me, look at the mirror once and that's it for the day. It also only takes a second to do that. Ah, nice. That's me. However, enter my wife. My wife will look at the mirror a lot more often, more carefully, and from a lot more angles than I do. She go, hmm, that works. She inspects making sure she is well put together. Throughout the day, whenever she spots her reflection, she takes a moment and inspects again. But as for me, during the day, there's normally something I missed, probably a spot on my shirt or lint on my trousers. It is very rare she missed something. Today, We are going to learn that there is a need to continually look into that mirror of God's word to always ensure we reflect the gospel of Christ as we had it so powerfully shared last week from Miss Amy. Wonderful family, welcome back to Mirrors. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 from the ESV says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. If you can remember from last week's message, this passage gives us a manner, conduct, habits, attitudes, outlook, direction, basically a way of life that we should be reflecting. That manner, that way of life is the gospel of Christ. Today, we are going to look at one of the ways we do that and see how to continually and repeatedly apply it. Let's talk about standing firm. Verse 27 says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm. Standing firm, standing firm used here is the Greek word steko. And it means to be constant, to persevere, to continue in a state. It can also mean to remain firmly committed in conviction or belief. Why does the Bible say we should be constant, we should persevere, we should continue in a state, maybe a state of faith, a state of love, of mercy, forgiveness, hope, purity, compassion. Why do we need to stand firm? Good question. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Christ has freed us so that we may enjoy the benefits of freedom. Therefore, be firm in this freedom and don't become slaves again. We stand firm to stay free and not fall back into the world's slavery. Number two, 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13 from the TLV. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. We stand firm so that we can be on guard to fight off any form of attack. Or what about this? Matthew 24, verse 13 from the NIV. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. We stand firm because at the end, we receive the reward. We receive the reward of heaven. Remember, like my wife who looks into the mirror repeatedly throughout the day, standing firm is something we need to do again and again and again. Every day, everywhere, and in every way. So, knowing this, how do I continue to stand firm practically? Let's take out our mirror, which is God's word, and break down these three words. Foundation, focus, and future. Number one, foundation. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 25 says, So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. As Christians, our life is based on the rock, Jesus Christ. When Jesus called us to salvation, that became the foundation of our life. And that's where, and that's what we must stand on. Think about this, you don't build a house planning to go live somewhere else, right? When you break ground and lay your foundation, that's where your house will stand and that's where you will stay. The same thing should apply to our salvation. If Christ is where you have laid the foundation of your life, is he still where you're standing? Is he still where you're staying? Amma, you've decided to start renting somewhere else. Now, remember last Sunday, Miss Amy told us very clearly that the enemy is good at holding up curved images or curved mirrors so that the word of God is distorted. How does this apply here? He makes the foundation seem unimportant because it can't be seen. He will lie to us like he lied to Eve. He'll ask us, Does your salvation have anything to do with that tender? Does your salvation have to do anything with your choice of music? Does salvation have anything to do with the words coming out of your mouth? Does salvation have anything to do with our current family issues? Don't fall for that lie. When the winds blow, anything not built on that foundation will be destroyed. So where you laid your foundation... Build your daily life there. Have your daily fellowship with God in prayer, worship, and application of the word. How you treat your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, your classmates, your colleagues. What you choose to post. Who you choose to follow. Let's not grow too Christian to assume our basic foundation doesn't need constant and continual checking. Engineers say that the foundation of any structure needs to be checked at least twice a year for any kind of damage. So, check yourself and reaffirm on what and on whom you are building. Number two, focus. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 to 27. It says, let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. A camera loses focus when it moves away from its primary subject. You you have to go back to the main subject, keep steady, And adjust the lens carefully to get your focus back. Remember, Peter, when he was walking on the water, the storms came. He lost his focus and started drowning. And his only solution was to adjust and regain his focus on Jesus. Like Peter, when we lose our focus, we lose our footing and we can't stand firm. We have to keep Jesus the focus of our attention, who we are looking at and who we are looking into. But again, be wary of the enemy who will seek to distort this mirror and make you lose your focus because he'll bring things like persecution. When I'm sidelined, cancelled mocked or belittled for staying the course. Or maybe he'll bring discouragement when I get tired of doing the right thing again and again with seemingly no results. Or maybe he'll bring distraction when it seems something easier, better, or more important comes along. Or maybe he'll bring disqualification when I fall out of focus and feel like I can't regain focus again. Someone needs to hear today, that when you have fallen, you are not disqualified. You can get back up. God knows how to restore and renew. It will take effort to regain your focus, but fix your gaze on Jesus, and you will stand firm again. So where does our focus need to be? On the boundaries reflected in God's word. What boundaries you might ask? Good question. Self-control, integrity, brotherly kindness, humility, honor, obedience, peacemakers. We stand firm when we stick to our boundary lines and don't allow persecution, discouragement, destruction, or disqualification move our focus. And point number three, the future. Hebrews 12 verse two from the HCSB says, keeping your eyes and our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him, endured a cross and despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of God's throne. Let me ask you a question. Do you have plans for your next career move? Do you have plans for your future marriage, your children's education, your grades in school, your growth and all the growth of your business? Now, let me ask you another question. Do you have plans for your salvation? We tend to make plans for everything in our lives, but seldom plan for our success in salvation. In order to stand firm, we have to keep sight of the future. Jesus had the ability to endure the cross because he had the ability to see beyond the cross. He saw the glory that was waiting for him ahead. We are often so swayed by today's trials, today's strengths, today's fears, today's priority, maybe even today's comforts that we don't see what lies beyond. That's the way the enemy distorts this mirror. The enemy has a way of magnifying what is closest to us, so much so that we lose sight of the greater things coming later. So you need to set up your future by remembering and investing in the promises God has for you. Visualize what you're believing for Write that down, share it with someone you trust, begin speaking it over your life, read books that align you with that, and most importantly, make decisions that will lead you into it. God is in our future and we can trust him with our future. And I can assure you that after today's trials, there is glory waiting for you. There is a blessing waiting for you. There is goodness waiting for you. There is victory waiting for you. Isn't that worth standing firm for? Finally, Miss Amy shared that it's not about getting the light on us, but it is getting His light reflecting out from within us. We get His light reflecting from within us as we stand firm. And you know what? We will be a testimony. We will be a message, an example to those around us that we don't serve a flimsy God. Let's show the world that we are convinced that what we believe is true. As we build our daily lives on the rock, set our focus on the word's boundaries, and invest in the promises of God for our future, we will start reflecting His light, the light that is coming from us, and we will continually stand firm. Will you choose to stand firm? Let's pray. Our God, the task ahead of us may not be light, but for the joy set before us, it is surely worth it. Strengthen us, correct us, lead us, and renew us When we miss the mark, as we continually, Lord, seek to stand firm and reflect your image. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this in our lives. Amen. Love you, family. Can't wait for what's coming next in our series, Mirrors. Bless you.